Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything going on around us today. And as I always say, you know there's a lot of stuff going on around us today. Every day seems like. It seems like it's an unwinning battle of stuff going on around us today. But however, God is still in control. That's the best part. The best part is that God is still in control. He's still on his throne, and he's still working miracles in the midst of us. Regardless of everything that's going on around us, God is still working miracles, and I am excited about that today. Well, it's just uh, uh, um, excited about what God is doing. Today, I'm fumbling around with a couple of songs in my head today. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Now, listen, listen, listen. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You got to be excited about what the Lord is doing and that he's doing great things for you. Put yourself there. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? I like that. I love that. The Lord gave me that. And I just love that song by your head for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the souls that you saved today, the yokes that you've broken. Those that listen to the podcast, those that are watching on YouTube, Twitter, or on the Daily Gospel Network, I ask that you touch, save, deliver, and make free. Break yokes. Bless the people. Touch them. Bring them to a higher level in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. We want to talk about something interesting. Today, I'm excited about what God is doing regardless. I heard an interesting message this morning uh, by Bill Winston. I know they don't listen to a lot of people. But I happen to catch his message, guys, through someone else I, I know. And I seen a link and I watched him. It's really interesting. Really interesting. What we need to do is obey God. When we obey God, we receive God's blessings, true kingdom blessings. And that's one of the problems we have today. We don't receive full kingdom blessings. But you can't go by what you see. You got to go by what God's word says. So today I want to talk to you about go. You know, go. We need to go. Genesis chapter 18 and verse 21. I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Uh, 
Uh, was it Genesis chapter 21? Oh, I'm in the wrong chapter. Excuse me. Genesis chapter 18, verse 21. Hear what God has to say. I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of a witch is come unto me. And if not, I will know. One more time. I will go down now to see whether they have what whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. God had got tired of hearing the cry from the land of Sodom and Gomorrah because of what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. So God told angels to go down for me, and I want you to come back and tell me what's going on there. I want you to tell me if the cry of this land is really just what, what's, what is being said. If I want to know if what the, the land is crying out about is legitimate. Now, this is the land crying out. This was the people. The land was crying out to God and help us. These humans are destroying us. Is that something to think about? So God told the angels to go and investigate this matter and get a report. And if it's not, come back. But if it is, you know what needs to be done. There's no doubt about it. Y'all know what needs to be done. But God sent the angels down to investigate Sodom and Gomorrah. See, people twist up the story about Sodom and Gomorrah. Over the years, preachers have consistently told part of the story. They don't tell the whole story about Sodom and Gomorrah. That's one of the problems we have. That's why we have the problems we have today. That's one of the main reasons we have some of the problems we have today in the land that we live. Because we don't tell the truth. That's true. We tell the truth according to what we want people to hear. Sodom and Gomorrah was not just a place filled with homosexuality as preachers teach. That was just one of the issues. That Sodom and Gomorrah had. That was just one. And the cities round about. When God destined to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he destroyed the cities round about them. So he told the angels to go and verify what the cries of this land was. Mm. Something about when God said go, something takes place. Something about when God said go, something takes place. The angels went down and found out the man wanted them while he was there. That wasn't the only thing going on. Preachers talk about, and the angels just wanted the man. No, that wasn't all that was going on. One of the major problems Sodom and Gomorrah had, just like today, was fornication and strange flesh and prosperity. See, we, we, we trash homosexuality as the main crime. Homosexuality is an abomination before God. Adultery, posterity, fornication is in no different level with God. 
sin is sin. The Bible tells us in Revelation 21 and 8, all liars, all adulterers, all fornicators, all abusers of themselves, they all going to wind up in a lake of fire. So there, there's no uh, in-between. And because preachers but uh, forever has reached that uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was already destroyed, destroyed only because of homosexuality, so everybody right around fornicating, having sex before marriage, like God said it's okay. And that's one of the reasons God destroyed, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. If it was taught properly that a man or woman should keep himself until they marry, so everybody ain't for marriage. Some people are supposed to be single. Just, just that's it. In unit, eunuchs by themselves. But we force marriage on everybody, and you laugh when the daughter gets pregnant. Are you going down to social services? They'll help you. Then you get mad when some of them have a boss. But if some of them was really told the truth, that sex before marriage is sinful, shameful before God. They wouldn't have done it. Because that's how the world operates, that it's okay to have sex before marriage. And it's okay for the boys to be a little gay. They sleep with their best friends and all this crazy stuff. Go. But because we allow this stuff, we can't receive full kingdom blessing. We can't receive what truly God has for us because we're wrapped up, tangled up in mess instead of being wrapped up, tangled up in God. We can't see real miracles because we're not teaching God's word according to what he said. We're so busy trying to get rich and not try to the point we can't get nothing from God. The Bible says the earth and the Lord and the fullness thereof. But yet yeah, we struggling, we begging. We rather be sinners than saved. Oh yes. That's because we ain't doing what the word of God says. That's because we're not teaching what the word of God said. The Bible said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. So the scripture tells us, God said, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of heaven, which is coming to me. If not, I will know. See, the thing about God can hear. God can see. And he knows. The thing about this is it's sad because we're taught so many lies. Instead of us searching that scripture for ourselves, ain't nobody that they're inexcusable. I don't care what no preacher say. Nobody is inexcusable. We have all the technology in the universe. Smartphones, tablets, smart watches, you name it. Oh my gosh, we got it all. But we still got this. I don't care what nobody tell you. God will never change. It's time the Lord thy God that changes. It's not. Therefore, He wants to bless your life. Oh, He does. You don't believe me? Psalm 1. 
tells the story. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the nor standeth in the way of sinning, huh? nor standeth in the seat of the scornful, but is delighted in the Lord of the Lord. And in the, oh my God, in his blood do he meditate day and night. God wants to prosper our life. God wants to bless our life. God wants to magnify our life. But we play with the devils too. And they want God to bless our life. It don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 9 and 6. Proverbs 9 and 6. We're talking about go. Proverbs 9 and 6. And here's what it says. Forsake the foolish and live. And go in the way of understanding. I'll read it again. Forsake the foolish and live. And go in the way of understanding. That's what we need to do. We need to go in the way of understanding. We need to go in the way that God said go. We need to go the way God said go. We need to forsake all this foolish talk. We need to forsake all this over-homosexuality TV now. Where every show you turn on, they got two men sleeping in a bed together, two women sleeping in a bed together, everybody kissing and hugging and licking all over each other. We all have this stuff. Oh, up. No, no, no. Let me let me clear something up. I'm not a dumb preacher, and I'm not a dumb man. Homosexuality and lesbian ain't been around from Sodom and Gomorrah. So what they knew? They're trying to push it down your throat so you accept it. You don't have to accept it. People, private life, sex life has nothing to do with their ability to do their job. Unless you talk about being a preacher, a God, man of God, you ain't gonna be man of God being gay. I know these preachers run around saying, I'm gay and God using me. You going to hell. You better repent of your sin. Gifts and calling comes without repentance. I ain't no dummy. I hear that song in my head. It will not leave me today. Come to me while I'm getting ready for service. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is broke. Come on. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Everywhere. Yes, I know the songs that Jesus Christ is born, but I want to tell you that he lived. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Oh, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ lived. I don't need to tell you that he was born because you already know that. You know that he went to the cross, but I want you to tell you that he's alive today. He is still holy today. He said, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. And I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. Hallelujah. 
God wants to prosper our lives. Oh, he really does. The enemy desires to sit you like wheat so you can't go in God. Did you hear that? The enemy wants to sit you and deceive you. The Bible said if it was possible, he would deceive the very elect of God. But guess what? We got the Holy Ghost. We got God. We can't be deceived unless you play into the hand of deception. You don't have to be lost. No, you don't. No, you don't. Listen, y'all that watch this TV broadcast, do me a favor. Why don't you email me at uh, what is it? Um, uh, I think it's Pastor W at the uh at. Tabernacleliversinc.org. Let me know how you're doing. Y'all miss it when we do it at the end of the broadcast uh, because you're only 30 minutes. Pastor W at the Tabernacleliversinc.org. Let me know how you're doing. I didn't ask you for a dime yet. <laughs> I just did email. This scripture here tells us to forsake the foolishness of people and live. Why? Because foolish people will mess you up. Foolish people will mess you up bad. Foolish people will trash you and mess you up. Foolish people will mess you up. They'll cause you to miss your blessings. They'll cause you to miss out on eternal life. They'll cause you to miss out on the things yeah, that God yeah. has for you. They'll cause you to lose out. Miss out and get kicked out. That's why the scripture said, forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. Go in the way of understanding. What does it mean? Understand what life's about. Understand who God is. Most people really don't understand who God is at all. At all. At all. At all. They think God is uh I don't know. Some big monster. Some people think God is a figment of the imagination. All kind of dumb stuff. They don't know him. Paul said I might, that I might know him in the fellowship of his uh, 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 suffering and the power of his resurrection. You need to know God. Let's move on. Go with me to Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Listen to this. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he knows, he will not depart from it. I'm going to read it one more time. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he knows, he will not depart from it. Is that a truth or a lie? Is that a truth or a lie? I train my son right. And yet, today, he's a drunk. But let me ask you something. 
Did you dedicate your child to the Lord? Yes, I dedicated my child to the Lord. Let me ask you another question. Did you walk before God from? I went to church on Sunday. I, I took the child out Sunday to church all the time. I said, did you live before God for them? Did you walk before God before them? Did you really live a life before them? Don't be trying to judge my life. No, did you live a life before your child? People say God's word ain't true, but they don't do what they, they don't do the truth. You can't expect your child to ever walk before God when you wishy-washy. I never forget the story when I when I when I was younger, when I first got saved, I went to one of the saints' house. I heard a story about the mother with the uh, the mother chased the son around with a butcher knife. I thought that was all talk. Man, we all went to their house. A bunch of my young people went to their house. They were having something at the house. All of a sudden, the mother came out the kitchen with a real big butcher knife. She chased that boy. I don't know. It must be an argument broke out with them. I don't know what took place in that kitchen. She started chasing them around that house with a real live butcher knife. I was scared to death. Oh, let me let me finish it up. She was an evangelist in the church I went to. Don't figure that. She's preaching to people about being saved, and she's a big devil at home. You can't be two-sided. Either you're going to be right or you're not. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't be the saved in the church and then a devil at home. Not going to cut it. Not gonna cut it before God. The devil don't even really want you that way. He wants you a hundred percent. Everybody wants a hundred percent. Neither one, God or the devil, does not want fifty percent of you. It's nothing at all. Oh, the devil allows you to be a hypocrite, but he wants you to serve him a hundred percent. You gotta understand that he wants you to be a hundred percent hypocrite. He does not want you to be righteous at all. This scripture says, train up a child in the way it should go. You can't do that when you ain't right. I've seen many families confuse and mess up their children. I've seen many marriages get jacked up because either the wife is crazy or the husband is crazy. You, you, you people run around talking about y'all want to get married. I want to get married. I want me a wife. I want me a husband. And you ain't ready for a dog. Much like a human. You can't even take care of a dog. And you you want a husband? You want a wife? Go. God tell us to go telling on the mountain and everywhere. And don't fight out of time. To tell people the truth. And warn them. That there's a judgment for rebelling against God. And above all, playing hypocrite. It's easy now to play hypocrite. Everybody's too home. Well, now they let go all the rules for people being vaccinated on cruises and stuff. So now everybody gonna go on the cruises now, stripped down, butt naked, some of them, and they're gonna be shaking their behinds all over the place. Oh yes, they are gonna have them tight bikinis on them. And y'all gonna guys gonna have your tight trunks on so the girl can see your, your figure and your behind and everything. Y'all gonna be running around. 
And then when you go to church, because the church is going to be back open soon, you're going to go to church looking all decked out. You're going to have on a dress down on her legs, it's probably all the way down her toes, some of them, all looking sanctified. Stop pretending. There's nothing wrong going on the cruise. It's your motives. The Bible said that God said, warn them, go tell it on the mountain everywhere that Jesus Christ was born and that he's alive forever. Go tell it. But make sure you next what you tell it. I tell people, don't tell your testimony everywhere you go, because God ain't going to tell you to do that. I've heard people say, I tell my testimony everywhere I go. God never told you that. The Bible says many are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Stop messing things up. Go. Train up a child in the way it should go. When it is old, it will not depart. Huh? Guess what? I was raised in a Methodist church. Guess what? They lied to me every Sunday. They lied to me every Sunday when it was offering time. They told me they were taking up my candy money to up to heaven. And I was always looking for an angel to come and get the money. Uh, this sound may sound silly to you, but I was a little boy, seven, eight years old. What do you expect? Come to find out they were lying every Sunday morning. No angel was coming to get no money because God don't need no money. <laughs> All they did is lie and tell us the truth. We need these offerings that said that he can pay the light, they'll pay the all they know, whatever. But don't come behind and say it's going to heaven. Because God said the earth is alive and the fullness thereof. You don't need your money, you got all the gold, all the silver. He wants to give you some of it. <laughs> That's the truth, man. God wants to give us wealth. First of his word. First of his salvation. You know what? Speaking of wealth, I was listening to Bill Winston this morning. He was talking about wealth, wealth transfer. And he was talking about it in an extremely interesting way. He was talking about you getting wealth and using it to help somebody else. Not stick it in your pocket and go home and say, I got some cash. Prosperity is to bless others. You can have $10 million in the mix. So what? What's it doing? It's gaining interest. That's what it's doing? Go tell it on a mountain that God wants to bless your life. Go tell somebody. I ran into somebody yesterday. While I was washing my car. And I know when God allowed me to run into somebody that definitely wasn't planned, he's in the plan. And I told him God has a plan for your life. So I don't know what it is, but I know of a fact that God ordained this day for me to see them to tell them that God has a plan for their life. I know that for a fact. Train up a child in the way it should go. See, that's, that's where we make a mistake. If a woman is a prostitute, listen to this. If a woman is a prostitute, she have a daughter. She's going to train that daughter to be a prostitute. 
A lot of times they're going to train their daughter to be a prostitute. Because she's going to pick up her mother away. Yeah. She may, even, she may even advance her prostitution. Her mother may be a low-level prostitute. But she'll take that prostitution and take it to executive level. Only executive she stays with. I'm serious. I'm not saying that's always 100% the case. I'm just giving you an example. But what I am saying is, how you train your children will definitely reflect on you. So stop complaining about your children being a devil when you are a devil raising them. You can't change the past. It's what you do now. Correct your ways. Amend your ways and you're doing that. The word of God say. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Genesis chapter 46. Genesis 46. Father in Jesus' name, I should touch everybody watching this broadcast right now, the television broadcast. Meet every need in their life. They deliver and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 46. And verse 3. Listen to this. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not, go down into Egypt, for I will make there, I will there make thee of a great nation. Let me read it one more time. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not, fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will make thee there a great nation. Israel. This is long before Israel was under bondage. God told Israel to take his family and go into Egypt. Notice God said go. Notice God told him to go. This is the thing. When God said go, that's when you go. When man said go, you better make sure God is in it. Y'all ain't hear me. When God said go, get your behind him and go. When man said go, you better make sure God is in it. Why? Because <laughs> man will screw you over. If God tells you to go into the desert, he's going to be there in the desert with you. He's going to be there in the midst of all that sand blowing all over that place. God's going to have a grudge to protect you. God is going to cause water to come out of the ground. Or how are they going to do? He's going to make sure you don't die of thirst. But when man send you, he can't do that. He can't guarantee your safety. Even the president as he travels the world. Some places, the Secret Service say we can't guarantee your safety. I wonder why. He tells them, I can't guarantee your safety. We can't guarantee your safety if you go there. He says, we can't guarantee your safety because we don't know what's going to happen while you're there. We don't know. 
We don't know what's going to happen while you're there. We can't guarantee your safety. That's something to think about. But when God said go, you guaranteed protection. You guaranteed coverage. You guaranteed food. You guaranteed clothes. You are guaranteed what you need. If God has says no, don't go. I'll say it again. If God has says no, don't go. I'm going to say it again. If God said no, don't go. People go take jobs. And God didn't give it to them. And they can't deal with the issues on the job and get fired. A lot of times because God didn't give it to you. You wanted it and you went and did what you wanted to do to get it. You lied on the application or whatever you did to get it, you got the job. There's a story in the book, I think I believe it's the book of Acts. That the apostles were forbidden to go into a city to preach. Now that's 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 interesting. God now that's interesting. God didn't want them to go into that city. Even though God controls everything on this planet. See, you gotta understand something about when God say go and when God say don't go. Because he don't want you to. He has something else for you to do. He has somewhere else for you to go. You gotta follow the spirit of God. You gotta obey what God said, not what man said. I don't care what man say. I don't care if man over your million dollars to come. Don't go. God ain't gone. You are on your own. And the devil sure gonna meet you. He'll more than welcomely meet you at the door. Remember the song I just sang, Go Tell It on the Mountain? Over the hills and everywhere, but you gotta make sure God's sending you. Don't go. On your own. Don't dig your grave early. I say it again. Don't dig your grave early. Go when God tells you to go. Know the voice of God first through his word. See, that's the problem. I heard a voice speak to me and I know it was God. You heard a voice speak to you and you know it was God? Do you match up with what his word say? Oh no, I don't read the Bible. I don't have to read the Bible. God just talks to me. No, that's not God. God don't just talk to any old body. Sorry. If you read the Bible, you would know that God don't talk to everybody. Hmm? <laughs> ah, there are some people that run around thinking that God talks to them all day. In fact, I knew one such person. I always talk about this. One brother in the church I went to that I, I, um, the Lord sent me to years ago, he said the Lord spoke to him, or the Lord spoke to that man 24 hours a day. The minute you sat down, the first thing came out of his mouth was the Lord just spoke to me. God just spoke to me. It got so overbearing, everybody was dying to get away from him. The, from the most anointed to the least anointed person. Nobody wanted to be around him. Nobody. 
God, oh, wait, I'm in here. Can you imagine being there? We were in the back. I think we were going, either when we were in New Orleans for a revival or something, the street this service, we was doing, I think it was. We're in the back. We heard out. Because God's always speaking to him. And I was like, God ain't spoke to Moses that much. Why ain't going to speak to you? Well, here's my favorite icing on the cake. Why didn't God tell you your wife was divorcing you? <laughs> I want to know. If God is speaking to you all 24 hours a day, why didn't he tell your wife was leaving and divorcing you? I, I want to know. I want to know. If God speaks to you 24 hours a day nonstop, which I know was a lie, why didn't God tell you that? Because God wasn't speaking to you. You were just listening to the devil talk to you, and it was you. You got to understand something about the word go. The word go is very big. Everybody used the word go. Uh, Nike just used just do it, but they're saying go. They're saying go, but they say it another way. Just do it. Go think about that. They're saying go, but they're just saying just do it. Some people say move. They're telling you to go. Go is a big word. Amen, amen. Move out. They're telling you to go. Move out. They're telling you to go. Move down. They're telling you to go. You get on a plane, it takes off. They say go. You get on Amtrak train or any train in any country. They say, all aboard. They say, let's go. We're going. Isn't that something? Go is a big word. And when you're dealing with God's stuff, you go when he say go, and you talk when he say talk. Why? Because you don't want to be lying to nobody. Get up there saying to the Lord, don't say it to the Lord. I'm going to bless you with a new house in two weeks. Wow. That's heavy. Now, that person believed that lie. And now, a month and a half has passed. They got no house. You say, well, God changed his mind. No! When God said go, he means go. When he said enter to the promised land, he knew who he wanted to go in that Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. He was telling Calvin and to go, but he said the rest of you suckers going to die out here. Huh? When God said go, that's when you go. Not when you want to. Y'all got to be careful with all these prophets prophesy. God's going to bless you with a new house in a month and two and all this other stuff. You got to make sure God talking because you can go make a fool out of yourself. Don't let your flesh destroy you. Don't let your flesh manipulate you. Go. The scripture says, don't tell it. Do you know the scripture says we are city that sit on a hill that cannot be hid? Do you know the Bible says we shine brighter and brighter until the perfect day? That's our life. That's how our lifestyle is. It gets better and better when I walk with God. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through something, but it gets better. 
wealth. Let's talk about wealth for a minute. Let's talk about getting rich. The reason why God don't talk that much about you getting rich, because rich means foolishness most of the time. You say, what? It means rich. Rich mostly means having a little money and you showing up in front of everybody the money you got with flashy cars, jewelry, and all this other stuff. If you notice, God talks about wealth because wealth is enduring, not being rich. Wealth is passed down to family members. That's wealth. The wealth of knowledge of God's word is passed down also to family members. It may skip two or three generations and go to the next person. The wealth. Wealth is not having $10,000 in the bank or $100,000 in the bank or a million dollars in the bank. That's not wealth. That's having money. Wealth is enduring. Y'all got it all wrong. I want to be rich. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy in God. Big difference. Being rich means you thinking about yourself. And just your media loved one, if you are. Wealth means you have enough to give to others, to share with others, and pass down to your family. That's wealth. Y'all got it all twisted. You read your Bible. God talks about wealth. You have it wealth. The Bible says that you'll find good success in God. He said he'll make your way prosperous. He didn't say rich. He didn't say make you rich. He said I'll come that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. He's talking about wealth. Rich is not abundant. Rich is having some money. Wealth deals with precious metal, uh, uh, land, stock, security, things that are enduring. Not bling. Not bling. Trying to impress somebody. That's when God says, go, you're not going to get wrapped up in bling. You're going to focus on getting the people become wealthy in God's word first. You're going to show them how to climb out of the mess they're in and become wealthy in God. I'll prove it to you. The scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have you entered into the hearts of men to think that God has prepared for them that love him. Uh-huh. That's wealth. That's not rich. Y'all got it all wrong. Did you hear that? Well, it's unattainable by a rich person because they're so busy trying to get rich. A wealthy person focuses on expanding and having more for others. Go do some research and see. I know I'm in business. I already know. It ain't about you having a few million dollars. I'm a millionaire. I got Rolls Royce. I got ah. That, that Rolls Royce is going to depreciate, okay? If you pay $250,000 for that Rolls Royce, uh, that Macbeth or whatever you paid for, 
it's going to depreciate and don't get no accident with it. It's even worse. <laughs> when God say go, it mean going to your success. It mean going to your marriage. It mean going to building a ministry. It mean go to building a business. It mean go to good health. That's go from God. Go from the devil and get everything you have to right now. You want everything right now. Kingship. A boy is born a prince. He has no control over the kingdom that's heir to him. No control. He's an infant. He has no control over the kingdom that he will soon be king over. Why? Because he has to be trained to be a king. He first got to be trained to be a prince first. And then he's going to be trained to be a king. And that's going to take some time. God is in all in one second because he wants you to enjoy what he has. Now, the scripture also says, listen to this. No good thing will I withhold from them that walk up uprightly before me. That's why you got to go in God's time. No good thing with God withhold from you. Stop trying to get rich and get wealthy in God's word. No good thing with God withhold from you if you walk uprightly before him. You don't have to try to get rich. You don't have to try to get wealth. But you're going to get it if you obey God. You're going to get wealth in his word first. Because, see, when you get wealth in God's word, it's going to cause a change reaction because of the lifestyle you live before him. When you live a shady lifestyle, don't expect God to bless your life. Let's move on. Let's go to Genesis chapter 28. And verse 20. Listen to this. This is Jacob now. And Jacob bowed the vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. I'll read it again. And Jacob bowed the vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in the way and keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. God gave Jacob direction on which way to go. But he, Jacob made a vow if God provided for him on that route. Did you hear what I just said? See, when God tells you to go, you need the assurance before you go that he's going to provide what you need. And he said he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he will be with you to the end of the age and he's going to provide your food your coffee, your whatever, according to his word. Many people go out there and start ministry and was never sent by God. Some preachers don't want to preach because they go right now, they have to preach from their home. They don't want to do that because they can't get the people to give them a lot of money. To me, it don't make a difference. Once I go back into a building, it'll be the same thing. I'm going to preach the same message. I'll be able to move around more or that stuff. But when God say go, that's when you're supposed to go. And this is what Jacob wanted to do. He wanted God to provide food. Notice he said food and clothing. 
and direction. He wanted God to provide what he needed. Right? That's where we make a mistake. You think that because God said you go, to go out to preach, go out and evangelize, you're going to get thousands of dollars the first day. <laughs> hey, nobody even know you. Why should they take take out their checkbook or gazelle uh, uh, you or cash app you $5,000? They don't know you from Adam. I went and preached my heart out, and they didn't give me no big offering. Well, first of all, you went for the wrong reason. You went to preach for money. One thing I like about God, he will touch people. He will touch people and bless the ministry. He will touch people to help meet the needs and need to be met. And I'm, I'm going to say this again. There's nothing wrong with being rich, but I'd rather be wealthy in God. Wealthy in God, I'm not talking about having millions of dollars stashed in my bank account and just sit there. I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to feed people. I like the idea that Bill Winston said this morning. That was really interesting. He read, That was really interesting. He was talking about being able to be rich and have wealthy. Being wealthy. Being able to go get a jet. Listen to this. Take people on that jet and go to other countries where they don't have and build up houses and stuff for them. Go there and do something to make them better. Not having a jet to say, I'm flying over to Chicago for my revival. No. He's talking about you getting your behind up and you want you want to help wealth. But wealth is to yourself. That's the rich, phony people. That's for people that want to go bling bling. Wealth is for people that want to expand and reach out to others. That's that's that's, that's beautiful, the great analogy. Genesis 28 and 20 says. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way. You notice he was saying that God will keep him in a way that he's going, he's going that the way that God directed him. We, we, we got, we got to get this. We got it all twisted up. We got to go the way that God had told us to go, not the way somebody told us to go. This is why a lot of ministries at homes get messed up. You got, I, I'll never forget the story of a, a, someone I personally knew. Someone that I was dealing with business many years ago. I don't know if they're still alive or whatever they can. This young man didn't have a lot. He was married, but he had a friend that had a lot. And this friend crossing him out, making him spend money for stuff he couldn't afford. And, and, and it messed him up. And one day I was at the house, and boy, did his wife let him have it. She let him have it right in front of me. I, my mouth dropped open. She told him off. I, I wind up finding stuff about their home that I didn't know. They were losing their home. She was losing her business, all because falling behind a friend. And he kept taking money and investing in this and best following a friend. So he had no direction. And the wife went AWOL on him. And it was really sad. Only go when God say go. Don't go when people tell you to go. They're going to mess you up. And some of them don't even care. 
Some of them are not concerned about your well-being. Some of them are not concerned about your success. Some of them are not concerned about you getting where you want to go in life. They're only concerned about them. I was in the business some years ago with a group of people. And a leader in this home-based business, she was focused only on herself. I was shocked. I've been involved in home-based businesses from the early 90s and mid-90s. I've learned a lot. And this individual, she was so focused on what we could do for her, we were sitting there startled. She wasn't talking about how she could guide us and lead us. She was only interested in what we could do for her. Well, of course, you know the business fell apart with her. <laughs> Everybody quit. Starting with me. You only go when God said go. Not when people tell you to go. Because you're going to get messed up. You're going to get jacked up and destroyed. Deuteronomy, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse, six, uh, verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 14. Excuse me. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 14. Listen to what it said. I want you to listen to this clearly. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 14 says, Ye shall not go, ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are around about you. I'm going to read it again. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are around about you. You hear what the scripture just says? You are not to go following out the other gods that the people around you are serving. People are serving a god of a computer. People are serving a god of money. People are serving a god of gold. People are serving a god of lust. I could go on. We only supposed to serve the Lord thy God of Israel. And him alone. The Lord God of Israel and him alone and his son. Whereas with God and join as with Jesus Christ, you got to get this right. We're first in with God and join as with Jesus Christ. Why? Because Christ went to Calvary because God told him to. His father told him to go to Calvary that we may be redeemed back to him. People think that we were redeemed in Jesus Christ. We were redeemed to God the Father through Jesus Christ's obedience. Otherwise, we would never get to God. It wasn't something Jesus did on his own. I don't know why people think Jesus did this on his own. He said, I come that you might have life. Notice Jesus said, I come that you might have life. Why? Because God told him to go. God told him to go to earth. And offer up yourself as a sacrifice. That's why Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But he didn't do it because he wanted to do it. He did it because his father told him to do it. You got to understand something because Jesus don't do whatever he wants. He wasn't about the Jesus. If you read the word of God, you'll find out the Lord Jesus Christ that I only do and say what I've seen and heard my father do. It wasn't about himself. 
Jesus Christ was not about himself. People think that the Lord did this on his own. He did not. He did not. His father gave no order. He told him to go and become a sacrifice for mankind. Because I can't redeem them back there. Everything I try don't work with them. They're, they're, they're stubborn. They are it. But when you go, you'll get the job done. And he did. The people got this thing twisted. That God is about money. God is not about money. That's preaching. You think God care about a couple of hundred dollars? <laughs> it is so laughable. I'm going to tell you the truth. God don't want your money. The people got it all twisted up. That God wants your money. I know preachers tell people God wants your money. They're lying to you. God don't want your money. Okay. Tell me how you're going to get the money to God. Honey, how are we going to get the money to God, you know? How are we going to get money to God? There's no way to get no money to God. <laughs> There's no elevator for you to take the money up there. <laughs> We don't know who that some is. Money is to help pay the bills. If the pastor's in full-time ministry, they should pay a salary. If that's what he's done, he's just preaching the gospel. He should be paid a reasonable salary to take care of his family. If the ministry can afford it. If the ministry can't afford it, that preacher needs to be working. He needs to have a business, a home business or something. He needs to be working. He, need, he needs to be working. And there's something that can't work because they, they have such large ministries and they're ministering to people every day. You know job going to hold on. They're not going to be able to work. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that God doesn't need our money. The ministry needs money to maintain it. It's just like this ministry I have. I'm running it from home, but we won't be running from home that long. However, whether we run in a ministry from home or we're somewhere else in the building, which will be, it doesn't matter. We still have to pay for the streaming service. We still have to take, pay for the television broadcast. We still have to pay for the podcast. We still have to pay for the converting service for the uh, uh, podcast. We still have to pay for none of that stuff is free. Oh, and none of it's cheap. When you say anything church ministry-wise, the dollars go up. I'm not making it up. YouTube and Twitter is free for now. I was happy when we was on um I was happy when we was on uh 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 what was it? Periscope or they closed. That a lot of people almost. But they thought that I didn't pay for anything. They didn't know I paid for the streaming service and all the other stuff. But we do need some financial support. But I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that uh, 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 God needs your money, because that's a lie. That's a, that's a bold-faced lie. That's a trick of the enemy. God don't need your money. And don't send me your rent money. Let God talk to you, minister to you. Say, love, people send me love gifts. I don't have love the ministry love gifts. They don't send me no money. I need you to take care of, take care of the money of the uh, ministry. 
I mean, if the Lord tells you to send me a love offering, that's fine. But I, I, I need money for the help for financially for the ministry. I, I'll be all right. God take care. Look at this verse one more time. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 14. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are around you. Stop trying to please people. I'll say it again. Stop trying to please people. And please God. Please and people will not bring you the success you want. Or whatever you want success in. Please and people limit you from true success. You know, I know everybody heard is that saying that it's lonely at the top. That's not really true. Not if God take you to the top. You ain't going to be lonely. It's lonely when you scam, wham, and have the devil get you up there. But when God rise you up, you ain't going to be lonely. That is a fact. Let's move on. Let's go to Judges chapter 10, verse 14. Judges chapter 10, verse I want y'all to listen to this verse. Y'all think I'm joking about what I'm saying about how God feels about us doing dirt. Listen to this verse. It says, go cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. Did you hear that? It says, go cry unto the gods which ye have chosen and let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. Ah. You say, what do you say? Go cry. To those gods that you worship, those TV idols that you worship, the money in your bank account that you worship, those clothes in your closet that you worship and idolize, that beautiful Maccabee outside, that Lincoln Town car outside SUV. Go get that God to deliver you. God has never been nobody's flunky. He's nobody's sucker. You think you can screw God over and do whatever you want, and then he's going to come running to your aid. You living in la-la land. You better slap yourself in the face a couple of times so you can wake up out of la-la land. You better smack yourself a couple of times so you can wake up before it's too late. You know how they say wake up and smell a coffee? Well, don't smell a coffee. Pour it on you since you can't smell it. You'll feel it. That's right. I told you, pour it on you if you can't smell it. You say you want us to burn out stuff? Well, maybe that's the only thing that's going to get your attention. Cry to those gods that you refuse to reject. Don't call me. Okay, you don't believe me? The Bible said, why call me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say do. Y'all think you're psyching God. You're not fooling nobody but yourself. And you preaching and pastor and evangelist and archbishop or whatever you call yourself. Keep on deceiving God's people. Don't worry, he got a hangman loose just for you with your name on it. I'll say it again. He got a hangman loose just with your name on it. 
the life you live will always speak for you. <laughs> we ain't fooling nobody. This is what's the best part about it. We not fooling nobody but ourselves. We're not fooling God, that's for sure. Well, we know that he's capable doing all things and knowing all things. But you really, you really don't want to be in that situation when you got to cry to your dollar bill and your foes to deliver you when God wants to be the one to deliver you. Serve God in righteousness. Let's move on. Let's go to Genesis chapter 32. Notice I've been going back and forth in Genesis to the beginning of time. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 26. Listen what it says. And he said, let me go for the day breaking. And he said, I will not let you go except you thou bless me. Let me read it again. And he said, and he said, let me go for the day breaking. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Oh, my God. This is Jacob now. This is Jacob wrestling with an angel. The day was breaking. Five, six o'clock in the morning. Sun coming up. The angel needed to depart and return to the throne. But Jacob said, you ain't going nowhere, buddy. And they started wrestling. Now, here's a man wrestling with an angel. Imagine that you wrestling with an angel. You find out he's an angel. You know you ain't got much choice. You ain't got, you ain't no power against him. But yet Jacob kept wrestling with him. And somehow the angel was trying to leave. And he wasn't even holding on to him tight. So the angel had to smack him on his tight and dislocate him. But he said, I won't let you go. Until you bless me. And he blessed me. When God. Tells us to go. There's something about when God tells us to go. The angel couldn't go. Because the man of God wouldn't let him go. He wasn't letting the angel of God leave. And go back to the throne room. Without blessing them. You need to have a relationship with God that way. God got to bless you. Do God got to heal you. Do God got to anoint you. That's just amazing when you read that verse that. Jacob would not let that angel go until he got blessed. He didn't care what the angel did. I guess if the angel knocked him out, he probably was going to tie himself to the angel. I don't know what he was going to do, but that angel wasn't leaving town. He wasn't flying away. He was going to bless his life. When God say, go, you're going to get your blessing. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 6. Just about finished Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6 
and verse 8. Look at this verse. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. That's what I have to reach the heart, save the soul. Isaiah 6 and 8. Whom will go for the Lord and cry on the mountain and sing that song and tell people everywhere that Jesus Christ is Lord? That Jesus Christ is the Savior, the Deliverer, the Healer, because he obeyed his Father and went to the cross and rose from the dead. And he lives evermore. This ain't about religion. I keep telling people I'm anti-religion. They say, what? You're anti-religion? I'm anti-religion. Religion don't do nothing for you. <laughs> Going to church is religious. Serving God is a lifestyle. Going to church is religious. Serving God is a lifestyle. Going to your temple is a religious thing to do. But serving God is a lifestyle. Because you're dealing with God, you're fellowshipping with God, you're walking with God. Abraham didn't have religion. He had a relationship with God. That's why they were friends. You can't have friends with religion. <laughs> you can't have a friendship with religion. That's why it's jacked up. That's why it's jacked up. But today, Isaiah 6 8 says, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Do you really want to go for God? Or you just want to play games? Do you really want to be used of God dramatically when lives are changed? Homes are restored. Ministries are lifted up. What do you want? What do you really want from God? Do you really want to go for God? Or you just want to tippy toe and stick your water in or foot in the water or sprinkle some water on yourself to make like you're doing something? The Bible said, today you hear my voice. Hard not your heart as on the day of vocation. Today you hear God's word. And a call to repentance. And a call to anointing. And a call to strengthen God. And a call to the blessings of God. Get your behind up. And let's get going. Let's get going to God. Let's get right with God today. Go. Go! My, 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 my. Go with God! This is something to think about. Today, somebody's listening to this broadcast, whatever day it is you're listening to this broadcast. Go. But first, go to Calvary. And don't stay at Calvary. 
Today, the Bible said today you hear my voice, harden not your heart, as in the day of provocation. Jesus said, I come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Though I come in the volume of the book, it's written up me, written from the Genesis of Revelation about the Lord. But today, if you ask him to forgive you of your sins, he'll forgive you. If you ask him to save you, he'll save you. And you can go tell it on the mountain. Stop what God has done for you. Bow your heads, though you all that need to be saved. Repeat a simple prayer with me. It's just a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you. Let's start over. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to wash me in Jesus' precious blood. I ask you to save me, sanctify me, and fill me with your power. Fill me above all with your love and open my understanding of your word as I read it. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for me and rising on the third day and sitting on your right hand now. I thank you by faith and I accept you as my personal savior in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, let me pray. Father, we thank you for the soul. They gave their life to you today. We thank you for touching. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance and your breaking power. We thank you for your miracle working power in their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, we have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15 right here. 8.15 on Wednesday night, we have Bible study. And we're back here on Sunday at 5.15 p.m. We'll be continuing to update it. We need better lighting. We're working on that. The lighting is going in and out. So we still have issues with it. We got a new tablet, a little wackier. Uh, but we're working with it to get everything uh, together. Hopefully in the next couple of months, we'll be in a place where we could do have full regular service again. And if I could come by, they want to come by. We'll see what the Lord does with that. But in the meantime, go with God. Go with his word and obey. I'll see you.